0: Cause hey guys, this is Luke. I'm Kurt.
1: And welcome back to The Breakdown. Woo,
0: we are so glad that you are here. It is great to be here. It is great to be here. Another brand new day. Um, you know, kind of a rainy week this oh, week. Oh yes, oh yes. And but
1: it's, it's preparing us for flannel fest. It
0: really is. And I heard this weekend's going to be beautiful awesome. and crisp. And, you know, that's really what you want at Flannel Fest. You don't want like a hot, no, you know, summer know. Flannel no. Fest. Yeah.
1: You want that iconic Oh, fall
0: yes. You know, summer. and hopefully we'll be able to see the yeah. the beautiful trees and leaves as we're driving. And, you know, Flannel Fest has really been kind of a beloved event. And so we're looking forward to more of it.
1: I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. Did you get your band already? Did you get your wristband?
1: No, I'll probably just get that day of.
0: Well, that's a great yeah. point, Luke, to bring up right now. I had this question this week. Hey, can we get it at the door, quote unquote? Yes, you can pick it up and Absolutely. pay for it the day of. So. In case you're unaware, um, you know, and I do want to say this too, you know, it's it's a family event, and so when you have family events, everybody chips in, and maybe you weren't aware of that part, but it would be a real big help if you have some availability and flexibility. The Flannel Fest is built so that you can come and enjoy yourself, and then maybe serve an hour or two here at a fun station. Yep, and, and yeah. I heard
1: they're still they're still looking for many. Yeah.
0: Uh, many people to fill those
1: spots. Yeah. Um, I'll be doing cotton candy for 1 hour.
0: Okay, dude, that was my role. Jennifer and I we we lived in the cotton candy last year and it, it's a lot of fun. I have not been assigned my station yet, so I'm looking forward to see where I get placed. Cool. But have you ever made cotton candy? Yes, I yes. have. Yes. Okay, it's tons of fun, it's man. It's really fun. It's and really it's cool. It's a very popular station. It really is. Exactly. You get to meet people yes. and I would say too, that's part of it. You know, when I look at this event and I was meditating on this last night, it is it is like, I want to say like a family event, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, you can have one person that has the sole burden of making everything, or you can have one person make the turkey and then everybody brings the fixings. And so it's like, this is a great opportunity to really get involved and, you know, standing there and giving people their cotton candy is just tons of fun. Yeah. What
1: I thought was really fun last year, because it was the first time I'd gone. Me too. It was, it was like being at a fall festival, yeah. except I knew everybody. Great. Right? Rather than just, oh, a couple of people. It's like, oh, wow, I know all these people. And yeah. it's like, this is our our party. This is our festival.
0: <laughs> it was a lot yeah. of fun. I'm laughing right now because I'm thinking about the hay rides and how crazy the hay rides were. So hopefully you can get ready for that. So we're really looking forward to. Uh, To that, this upcoming weekend, again, Normal Church Services, and then we all meet over at La Salette at 3 p.m. So we look forward to seeing you there. Obviously, if you're going to be helping out, you'll be getting there just a little bit early. And, um, hey, we are also streaming a different service now. So that's really important to highlight that we'll be streaming the 11 a.m. service.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: All right. So this past week, uh, Pastor Zach kind of revealed that he's been leading us as a staff, for those of us who were on the staff, he's been leading us through the study of Judges. And as we landed where he was this week, we're in Judges chapter 6, looking at Gideon and the account of Gideon. And I don't know, this is coming up right now. I kind of want to bring it up, Luke. It's really important that we we rehearse for ourselves and teach the next generation. These are not fables. These are not oh. stories we're just reading. These are living real people. Yep. They are our former brothers and sisters, for those who are of yes. the faith. Yes, And And um, we get to read the accounts
1: of their lives. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think it's really important, uh, if you're a parent, just teach your child the story. Yeah. Even if they don't get all of the meaning behind Correct. it, just teach them the story. Because I know when I grew up, uh, Sunday school was a lot of just stories. Yes. And then as you grew... Then there was more of the meaning behind the stories that was more drawn out. So but good. you have to get that story yep. into your head first. It's
0: so good. That's an excellent point too. And even the way that God led the children of Israel, part of the reason He gave them the law, He gave them the law. They realized they couldn't keep the law, and then Jesus comes and says, "Hey, here's what the Father really meant, and here is how it's going to be yes. fulfilled." So yes. it is. We get to that that age of being a child where you just need the facts, mm-hmm. okay? And then that that then you can draw from that, right? You know, in the future when you need to understand the why. Give the
1: building blocks first. There you go. And then we can build a house later. Are
0: you a teacher?
1: I I don't know. Yeah, I think you are. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. You tell me. You really are.
0: You really are. Well, listen, so we're here in this message on Gideon's Fleece. And it's interesting. I I don't know if it's kind of a theme I'm just watching, but I've, I've had this recurring theme lately, probably this past year, of the mantle. Just a concept of a mantle. And here we move in from the mantle to this fleece mm-hmm. that Pastor Zach was leading like us Like a in. fireplace mantle? No, 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 no. Like a man. <laughs> <laughs> you never drop jokes like that. I was like, you're quick, man. You're quick. No, like an actual, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a cloak. A cloak. Yes, yes. You know, the whole Elijah, Elisha thing. Yeah. And- taking on that mantle, and I just love that we see Gideon, who, you know, there's so many ways that this message could be preached, and Pastor Zach brings it back to, hey, this fleece is representing you and what God has called you to do. So there's so much here that we want to break down, and I'll let you take the lead on what we're going to chop up first, or break down first. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I think it's just uh, just to,
1: you know, summarize the story a little bit. So the Israelites had sinned Mm -hmm. and they went and were worshiping the gods of the Amorites. And so God allows his people to be overtaken and uh, oppressed by the Midianites. Yeah, And the Midianites were stealing all of their crops. They were stealing everything of value. So um, in order to survive during this time, People had to go covertly into their, you know, have covert means of dealing with their crops and providing for themselves. So that's why Gideon is threshing wheat in um, a wine press. Right. Because it was down underground. It wouldn't be... Uh, very
0: noticeable. Mm. It's interesting too because we can almost take for granted living. If we've been followers of Christ for a long time and studied the Bible, we can almost take for granted these pieces, these elements. Right. But it's really cool to hear Pastor Zach break down on a Sunday, like, hey. You don't thresh wheat in a wine press. Right. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, like, who really cares? Well, there was a reason. Oh, yeah. Cause they were
1: because they were scared. Yeah. You know, and, and it it was life or death. Mm-hmm. It's like if we don't have food, this is a an agrarian society. So whatever the earth produces, that's what's gonna sustain them. Yeah. So they had to do this in secret with so that it wouldn't be taken away from them. Mm-hmm. Um so Gideon's down there, and then the Lord appears. To Gideon, and the angel of the Lord comes. He has his whole encounter. I encourage you to read Judges six. Um, But bottom line, uh, Gideon is being called out as a valiant warrior. Mm -hmm. He is going to be um, the Lord's vessel to be to be the judge, to be the the victor, to redeem his people from the hands of the Midianites. Yeah. Now he has to. There's this whole like building up process in him because first the Lord encourages. Um, Will tells him that you need to tear down your father's um, um, high place to Baal and Asherah, mm-hmm. and so he does that. But he does it at night because he's he's still worried, but yep.
0: he's still obedient. That's and I it. think
1: that's that's where we have to. I, I want to park us there first. I love it's it. The importance of the obedience.
0: Obedience. Obedience. You know, it's interesting you say that. Two things are coming to mind. Number one, Jesus says to the Pharisees, hey, who's really the obedient son? The one that says, okay, dad, I'll go do it, and then goes his way. Or the one that says, no, I'm not doing that, but then is convicted and does it. And the right. Pharisees obviously say, well, the one who actually did the work is obedient. And and it's just really interesting that Jesus would bring that up because God told him to tear down the high place, the Baal, the Asherah. And there was that timidity inside of him, right. and he goes to do it by night. And it's like, but he did it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: he did it. And yeah, I think sometimes it. we can live in guilt and shame and be remiss that maybe we waited a little bit too long. Right. We're looking at it on our timeline like, I should have done that. I should have done that as soon as the Lord told me. And it's just, you did it. You were obedient. You were obedient. The second thing that's coming to mind is I don't know what, what it was like when you were growing, but a lot of the times that I've heard this preached, I've always heard it from the angle of, if you really trust God, you don't need to put out a fleece.
1: Oh, yeah, because then we come to the fleece part. Yeah, and I know I haven't gotten there yet, but it's like it's just
0: coming to my mind. So I just want to throw that out. You will get there when we get there. I had heard heard similar things, too. Okay, all right. But this place of obedience, I love that you're parking us there for a little while. How important it is to hear the word of the Lord and then to be obedient. Mm, mm.
1: Yeah, because, you know, a lot of these things that the Lord calls us to are difficult. They
0: are. Uh, Jesus
1: even said, I've come to turn, you know, Family against family, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because to follow the Lord means that you will have to break away yeah. from the culture around you. That's right. Yep. And Gideon is being told to basically go desecrate these idols that mean so much mm. to your your family and then also to your community. Yeah, yeah. But he knows that the Lord is the one with with the power, so he does it. But he is still afraid, he still has that fear. So I just I just want to um, bring that out, that even at, because sometimes we think, okay, when I go to be obedient to the Lord, ev- all of my feelings are gonna be aligned. <laughs> No, 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 no. There is still, there. we are still human. We, we still have that sin nature. We have that broken brokenness in us that is still going to have some fear, but we trust that the Lord is greater, yeah. that his victory, he has the ultimate victory, and that's what gives us the peace, even as we're still having these fears. And it's just, our role is just to be obedient.
0: That's it. That's it. You know, Joyce Meyer, she said, in short, if I could paraphrase, if you're afraid and you have to do it, do it afraid. And it's like, wow, okay. And I think the more that we hear the voice of the Lord and the more that we put into practice and we see like, wow, I felt his anointing when I went to do the thing he told me to do. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a call on that. We can rely on that more right. often, and we start to rely less on the, the oh, what if I don't make it? What if I can't do it? It's like, no, if the Lord told you to do it, go and do it, and he'll be with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're moving forward in this story here. He We find Gideon threshing wheat in a wine press, which the imagery here is really powerful, because like you and Pastor Zach were saying, this would be a place sort of underground and separated where nobody can see, and so there's no wind. And this whole concept I want to bring up now about threshing wheat because I have really been in the season where I've been meditating on the crushing and mm. the pressing that you would do in the wine press. Right. And there's something beautiful and new that's being produced. But I really sense the imagery on Sunday that the Lord is bringing revelation to. There is also a threshing that we go through. And very, in short, simply, you take the threshing fork or the or the tool, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you throw all of it up and you have to continue, it's a continual process. Yeah. You throw it up and the wind kind of blows the chaff away right. and the wheat, because it's heavier, will fall and drop and remain. Mm. So the ultimate goal is you have this pile, this substance that has been threshed and processed. Now, right. this is, like you said, in an old society, this would be the way that it's done and maybe still in many parts of the world. Uh, we've just become so... You know, industrial and in the way that we yeah do we, do, think. we lose <laughs> um, you know the
1: familiarity we with do. these
0: these uh, analogies. Which the, the the word of God, it, it, there's no mincing of words. There's a reason that things are written, and so I got this image on Sunday, especially as Pastor Zach was laying down his cloak, his fleece, and saying, "Okay, God, whatever you want to restitch." Whatever you want to thresh there, Mm. go ahead and have at it. And I just thought, okay, it's not just a pressing that we submit ourselves to. It's not just a crushing for something new to be created. It's actually taking the very thing which is ourselves Mm. and saying, Lord, you can toss it up as much as you want so that what falls to the ground is only that which you want to remain. Wow. And I feel like that's kind of the process that I've been in. Mm Um, I don't know where you're at, if you can relate, but I was just telling my wife, like, this is this is where we are in season. We can mm, almost look at it as cool. like a crushing yeah. and a pressing. Yeah. And that's, I think, most of our imagery most of the time. Yeah. I would say for me, I'm also more in a threshing season. Yeah. And yeah. and what do you feel like that's looked like for you?
1: Um, it's more as you, it's more stepping out. Mm-hmm. And it, it has a more public feel. See, there you go. Um, and it's more as I step out and and I am obedient, I can feel the the chaff like falling off. Okay, See, that's, it, it's hard to <clears throat> put into words, but that's what it feels like.
0: Yeah, no, that's I don't. I, I think that's perfect, and and that's kind of a lot. I believe I, I'm getting so confused if it was with our staff or whatever. But Pastor Zach was talking about in that place of public. I think it was on Sunday right. that you're going to have to submit to this in public. The threshing he did. He talked about mm-hmm. coming up. And actually being, we'll get there, at the threshing floors where he threw his fleece down. Right. And some right. things, they can be pressed, right? Mm-hmm. And they can be they can be uh, processed in private between you and God. Right. And other things, they would not have been threshed if you weren't put out in the public exactly. square. So you exactly. do have to right. step out. Right. You have to come to that place right. where you're willing to step out and then also be willing to be threshed.
1: Right. And, you know, because Jesus says, let your light shine before <clears> others <throat> so yeah. that they will see your good deeds With the purpose of glorifying your father in heaven. That's it. And what's cool about what happens with Gideon, so the next day, after he tears down the altar, the people in the town are (laughs) livid. Yeah. But who comes to his defense? It's his father. Mm. And his father's like, well, you know, Baal can defend himself. Yep. If if it's his altar that that was torn down, he can defend himself. And so it's, you know, Gideon was afraid of his family and the town. Yeah. But the next day who comes to his defense. It's his father. So And good. that's what happens with us is so as good. we are obedient, yeah. the people that are closest to us, they can have a very strong reaction. But if their hearts are really towards, you know, wanting to be changed, they will look at what we do, and and we are their biggest, te- the biggest testimony mm. to
0: those people. Oh, that's so good, and even the fact that it was the father that yeah. came to his aid. Yeah, and we could talk about that in a moment. Luke, as you're talking here, and I know, you know, hey, if you're tuning in and you're listening, you're gonna hear that this at any any particular hour and any particular year in life and season. But I sense the Lord right now bringing us to this place where we need to pause and kind of ask, hey, is there an area of my life that the Lord is asking me to be obedient? Mm. Amen. Is there Mm -hmm. something that, because as you've been talking and and hearing the father come to the aid, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. A lot of times we're waiting for our father to come to our aid and then we'll be obedient. And it's not that he won't. It's just that he said, go and do it, and I'll be there.
1: God, do this for me, and And then then I
0: will. (laughs) And it's interesting because we're going to get to that, in a sense, with the fleece. But I just want you to ask right now as you're listening, just begin to ask the Holy Spirit, is there an area of my life that you have been speaking to me about being obedient? And maybe I'm a little timid. Maybe I'm a little afraid because i afraid I've been hiding out. In the wine press, and I haven't addressed this. I know as you were speaking two minutes ago, Luke, the Lord was dealing with me. So I I love it. So I'm expecting that He's doing the same right now for others. So, not to cut you off, but then moving to this place where you were talking about the Father comes to His aid. Yeah. And we begin to see that He's called up to this public place. So we're going to let Baal defend himself, right? And as we move forward in the story, Gideon. And just just another another thing that's coming to me is
1: as you are obedient to the Lord, the Lord has people that will walk beside you. Yes. He will not do this uh, you will not be doing this alone. I that's mean you're so doing good. it with with the Lord. With the Lord. But the Lord also knows our our weaknesses as as people mm-hmm. as just mere mere humans and he does have co-laborers set aside for
0: us too. That's so good. And that's a really important point to park on and say, okay, I'm gonna step out and it may look like I'm stepping out alone for the first time, but the Lord will meet me, mm-hmm. He will defend me, and then He will send others to yeah. surround and me. And it
1: can be I think it is very important to overcome that hurdle of I'm doing this alone mm. first. Um, and some and the Lord sets that aside for you to really solidify that relationship with him. Yeah. Um, But then he will always bring others, uh, uh, the the, the support of others around you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We are not meant to be an island on our own, doing our own thing. We're meant to walk with each other Mm. because we're really only representing one part of a whole body. And so we do need the whole body for support. So moving into this place now where Gideon says, okay, and and Pastor Zach brings out this great point of submission, and we can often park for a while on submission, but true surrender. I loved this. This was great. And so to leave the wine press and get to a high place for threshing, it's like, Lord, it's the surrender that says, change me. And if, if we look at Gideon laying down that fleece, again, I do want to say that I have previously heard that if you really are trusting God, you don't need a fleece. And I, and I think, okay, well, I understand that. But I thought the way that Pastor Zach presented this on Sunday was actually really good because he wasn't saying that the fleece was just this test where he's testing God. He's actually saying the fleece really represents me, my life, my calling, and I'm going to put it out there before you. And so I'm going to ask you to do some work with that. And I just thought it was really, really cool, a great way to see it. And before we even get to this whole um, threshing concept, Gideon puts the fleece out. And the first request that he makes of the Lord is he says, go ahead and make this fleece be wet and all the ground around it be dry. And this is where we begin to look inward. And then the next day he wakes up, he finds it just Mm -hmm. as he asked. Yep. And what does he do? This is where we get the second imagery that Pastor Zach brought up. He rings out the dew Mm -hmm. in a bowl. Into a bowl. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so Pastor Zach was bringing out how, um, so basically the giddy the fleece represents Gideon, yeah, himself, yeah, and, and in that same way we lay ourselves mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. before the Lord, we submit, and but even deeper than that we, we surrender. surrender, yeah. Because I I love I just I want to emphasize what Zach said. He said submission says use me, surrender says change me. Yeah. Yes, and I think sometimes it starts with submission. Yep, you know that yeah, posture. Yeah, for sure. Like, okay, you can use me. Yeah, but not only can you use me, you can you can change you me. You can change me. And I, I, you know, I surrender all rights to myself, all rights to determining the outcome. Mm. And so we lay ourselves out just like uh, Gideon lays his fleece out. Yeah. And what gets changed is it. It's a change inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for the pouring out to to bring refreshment to the work that God has
0: called us to. Yes, yes, which is so powerful, because if we can look at our new covenant relationship, and if we look at the fleece as representing us, and if we look at Laying it down as an act of surrender, not mm-hmm. just submission. Yep. Then what we get filled up with is the Holy Spirit, right? And it's the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control—the fruit of the spirit—that Spirit, yeah. comes out of us mm-hmm. as we stay connected to Jesus. So I do think that's an awesome point, bringing it full circle to where we are in the New Covenant, and say this is what's being wrung out of us
1: mm-hmm.
0: for this dry and weary land around right. us. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So the story continues, and we have Gideon saying, "Okay, all right. So you did it the first time, but now what about?" And you know what? I want to say this before we even do that. Before we go into everything around him, I've got this piece. You know, let's get back to ringing out into the bowl. I want to pause. I I know I just started tracking down, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about ringing out into the bowl. One of the things that I was I was taught by some really great teaching the very first year I entered the ministry is. We should be looking at our ministry and our roles, whatever it is that the Lord has given us, we should be looking at that as our greatest calling. Mm. So, we, you and I were talking before we get on the yeah. mic of we all have this idea yes. of what I like to call a POA, yes. a point of yes. arrival. Right. right. Someday right. when I arrive, right. someday when I get there mm-hmm. and I'm doing the work of God. Right then it's just going to be awesome. Right. It's going to be... It's going to feel awesome. It's going to feel awesome. And all these great things are going to be going on. And you know, it all comes back to that place of surrender. Mm -hmm. And Zach talked on Sunday about you are sometimes looking at the work of everybody else around you, and you're saying, well, what about me? What about me? What about mine? Mine's so small. What I've been given is so small. And to look and say, hey, whatever God has given me is the greatest calling that I could ever have. Absolutely. And, you know, just by walking with the Lord, I'm sure he's going to increase it. But what is the principle? He who is faithful in the least can be trusted to be faithful also with much. Right, right. And, you know, the idea of being
1: wringing out or poured out, Paul uses that analogy Mm. too. Uh, He talks about it in Philippians and I think also in one of the Timothys, but it's um, being poured out as a drink offering. Yes, Yes, at, on the sacrifice and service of your faith. Mm. So, because Paul had a very difficult life, yeah, being obedient to the Lord brought him lots of trials, lots of, lots of you know torments, being beaten, and then ultimately he was he was martyred. But it was he understood that he was following the Lord, and he was there to equip the believers. And his service, his ministry, looked like a pouring out. Whoa, this sacrificial offering. Wow you know? Um, and so that I think is a really good application of what it's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to nourish the people around us as we're being poured out, as we're being obedient, as we allow the Lord to fill us up with what he wants to be poured out into the very locations where, where he has placed us, you know, like, okay, so the people around you need to see what, what sacrificial patience looks looks like. So I'm gonna give you patience. Whoa. You're gonna pour it out and it's gonna feel like a sacrifice. Whoa. You know, because in
0: Romans 12, Paul talks about us being a living sacrifice. That's it. That's it. It's so interesting and really powerful, Luke. I think even for me, as I'm reflecting on my current state in life and thinking, wow, Paul actually says, I will spend and I will be spent for you. Though the more I love you, the less you in turn love me. And Paul grasped a relationship with God that I really think we have to come to in our time. That it is not about me being fat, dumb, and happy, as I always Mm -hmm. like to say, but all filled up right here on this earth. Isn't it interesting? Gideon says, make the fleece wet. Mm -hmm. We don't know in his mind that he's planning on pouring it out the next day. But that shows a real place of surrender that I'm not going to waste what you've given me. I'm going to let it be poured out to nourish the ground and the land and the crops around Mm -hmm. me. And if we in turn look at our lives like that, like, wow, God, you know, I'm not going to waste what you have given me, but I'm going to let it saturate and nourish, even though it is a sacrifice Mm -hmm. for me.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, but that's what Jesus did for us. That's sure. We always have to come back to that that's whenever it. we're struggling, yep. <laughs> it's okay. you you have a hard time with identity or or seeing you know, not seeing things correctly. Replace your image of yourself with the image of Jesus on the cross. It's true and then use that to realign yourself. It's true. Um, and then we come to the second so, yeah. so the, the the second the test second part, is yep. he wants he asks the Lord to make the ground way. Mm-hmm. And the fleece dry. Mm-hmm. And the Lord does that. And he does. And then the the illustration that uh, Zach was drawing out of that is how, um, which you, you already touched on that some, it's sometimes we can feel dry. Mm-hmm. And then everything around us looks wet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why aren't you doing anything in me?
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that that can be, that's really what I've been meditating on too in different seasons of my life, coming to that place and it's like, wow, I'm looking at all of this amazing sustenance around me and what's going on with me. How many times do we get to that place in our lives? And I love the point that Pastor Zach is bringing up here is, number one, we need to be faithful to what the Lord has called us to. And number two, we have no idea what's going on in somebody else's life. And and as as Pastor Zach was talking, I was instantly brought to, um, I, I believe it's the close of John the, the the close of John's gospel and Peter is being restored and you, you know where I'm I going? thought of this too okay this we think so similarly. <laughs> and and Peter's being restored oh, and yeah. then Jesus says hey listen here's how it's gonna shake down you used to make your own decisions but you're gonna be dragged away and you're gonna be you know crucified just like me just like I was just like yeah. I was and then so Peter being Peter says well what about John over there right. what's going on with John and Jesus says to him well what is it to you if i will that he remains until i come and it it always hits me square between the eyes because it makes me realize wow i've got to just walk right. my walk with the lord and trust that whatever's going mm-hmm. on with you is between you and right. god Right, and it, it's so cool. Like
1: even just you know, <laughs> comparing uh, Peter and John is—they are wired so differently. Oh, you I can know. read through the Gospels and just look at all the different personalities that that Jesus picked.
0: Yeah, I and know. he does
1: that for—he does that for a reason, and yeah. he does that still today for a reason because we all have different wirings and giftings that go with those personalities, those those, those different traits. Um, you know, Peter, he's called the rock Mm. and, and Jesus says on this rock, I will build the church. Like I'm going to use you to help establish this church. He doesn't say that to John, Yeah, you know? Uh, but John was a disciple who Jesus loved. And I feel like, uh, the way God wired John, it was more to help bring that, um, that emotional connection piece, and if you look at John's go- uh, John's Gospel, the the books of First, Second, and Third John, and mm-hmm. even the the Book of Revelation, mm-hmm. which we touched on last week, it's all about revealing the heart of God and yeah. that relational piece, and and how He wants us to relate to the Father and to each other. So, but but He's not a this strong like I'm building a church on John,
0: yeah, sort of you. know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. I think you're bringing up an excellent point here because we can get into this comparison game, and I really love the way that God has wired Pastor Zach. As we read the story of Gideon, I would have never come with any of this stuff. Yeah. It would not have been like that, but God was doing something new. And that's what Pastor Zach said. The Lord said, look a little deeper. I want to show you something different here. Mm-hmm. And I really do think this is amazing because we can often get caught up in the comparison game. And bro, you, you've been in ministry for a long time. I've been in ministry for a long time. And watching it's just really unhealthy and destructive. Oh, it is. And and God has, I remember as a young youth pastor, just watching other youth ministries takeoff, and one in particular, just in the whole region. And I was so brokenhearted because I really had heard the Lord speak at least twice. He laid his hand, people laid their hands on me and prophesied, I see a great youth movement coming over and using this guy right here. And it was me. And I'm like, whoa, right? And then I watch it happen in somebody else's time and in somebody else's watch. And I'm like wow, God, I must have totally missed it. And I think what's really interesting that God had brought me through that process is to really come back to just being content with what the Lord right. is doing in me right. and not putting a time marker on any prophetic word that I've heard, but right. to test that word, number one, to make sure it aligns mm-hmm. with what I see in my own heart, mm-hmm. and number two, to to not put a, a, a timeline and say this has to happen now, right? You know? And that's and and that's true surrender.
1: As yeah, you surrender. Every, All of it. It's really hard. You it know? is. But I just you know I I always think I had this image the other day of surrender where it's like you have to let go to receive, right? Yes. And I think sometimes we're like this little toddler who has this like toy like this tiny, like little toy in our hand. And God is like our father. And he's like, you have to let go of that toy. And he has a better toy for us. But we feel like, no, you're taking away this thing that I love. I don't think, I don't trust that you're going to give me something better. But he does. He does. 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 Even if it's still a harder circumstance, you know, because that, you know, it's not always like a fun toy that we get, right? Right, right, right. But there is a greater sense of his presence. Because ultimately what we really want is him. That's it and when we're comparing ourselves to each other we're not looking for God yeah we have this tendency of comparing the worst parts of ourselves to the, <laughs> to the, the best, best parts. parts of others good well said and in so doing we miss out on the best parts that God has given us That's and how it. he want he's like no i want you to focus on you're wired for 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 teaching so focus on teaching yeah oh and yeah her she's wired for shepherding mm-hmm. so if she's discouraged because her teaching isn't as isn't very strong, you know, encourage her to focus back in on wh- where she's gifted. And that's, that's also a really good application for us. And it really where is. Where we need to call out giftings in each other. Mm-hmm. If you see something in someone, if, and especially if like you're, you're feeling like a little bit jealous. A good way to, you know, clamp down on that jealousy that Satan is trying to do in you is like, you know, repent of it. But then also go to that person and and encourage them. That's it. Because now you are becoming the vessel of Christ to point someone back to their gifting.
0: Oh, bro. You can tell you've been through school of the spirit (laughs) because that is our model. We do not criticize. We call out giftings in each other. Well said, Luke. Well said. Well, uh, really coming to the close here, and I, I look at one of the last lines that you drafted, and I really, I, I'm kind of stuck on it. It says, hey, are you stuck between the wine press and the threshing floor? Yes, Yeah, Zach was talking about that. That's it's a really, really, cool. really, it's like, okay, yeah. let's pause. So a lot of self-reflection on this past mm-hmm. message. And the, and the very, the thing you just said actually harkened he, back to um, the, the bishop's message, Darshan's message the week before. Mm-hmm. You cannot latch on until you let go. Amen. And so even letting go of those images of yourself and others, you have to let go before you can latch on to really identifying what God has called you to right. and deposited inside right. of you. Right, yeah.
1: and, and that final analogy with uh, when, when Zach puts, oh, yeah. puts a sweater over so his So great. Because I think sometimes we can become so aware of our giftings yeah. that that's all we see. Whoa. And it's like, I got to be used like this. How come other people don't see this gifting? So we hold it up yeah. or we we put it over Cut our eyes. We, over our, well, we don't know that we're doing I that. Know. It's like, I want people to see this because I need to be used. <laughs> you know, They need to use me like this. this <laughs> yeah. And what we end up doing is we become so blinded by ourselves that it, it, we can't be used. We I can't know. be used to guide people because we're not looking at the Lord. We're not laying everything at his feet, even mm. on giftings. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I remember we had talked about, I think this was back in King the King's Academy series yeah. where um, favor is for assignment. Yeah. I think that's what he said, Yeah. yeah. Zach said. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the favor shifts and it's like, okay, well, yeah, I know you were used in teaching for the past 10 years, but now I'm trying to give you a favor for... Serving, whoa! And if you're just holding up the old gifting, it's
0: like you're missing out on the new thing the Lord is doing in you. That's so good. All I kept thinking was what Jesus said about the Pharisees: "Is leave them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind." Yes. And it's like that's you know if we continue to unknowingly cover and veil our eyes by just touting our, I'm a teacher, I'm a leader, I'm a prophet, and just expecting it to work the way we want to, we're going to end up leading others astray. It's not right. just us right. that's blindly bumping into things. We end up leading others astray. Mm. And this is the heart of the message is to come back to that place and saying, God, it's all yours. Amen. I'm not just submitting it for the, like, just grade this and let me know if you think I did a good job. Great analogy, by the way. I'm surrendering it. You're going to mark it up. You're going to edit it. You're going to thresh it. You're going to let me know what remains, and then I'll put it back on. Absolutely. (laughs) So really great study today. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do want to close in prayer. Kind of think back, you know, how the Lord might be leading you in areas of surrender or obedience and just taking those steps to follow on. So, all right. I want to close us in prayer. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us. Thank you for every hearer that we have ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts that understand and believe that you've called us to this place, Father. And if there's breath in our lungs, sight in our eyes, hearing in our ears, God, we've got a purpose. We've got a plan, and it it starts with knowing you and surrendering our lives to you. So help us be in a posture of surrender and trust you with all the big details as well as the little ones. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll see you next week.